Yo MTG Taps is proudly sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code YO5 to get 5% off your next order. Yo MTG Taps is also sponsored by CardHoarder.com, our go-to source for Magic Online singles. Be sure to check out the Card Hoarder Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. And welcome to another episode of Yo MTG Hogax. I'm Joey Pasco, and I'm Big Head Joe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sorry, that was a Floydian rip right there. Uh, Hogak everywhere at the Mythic Championship, and we'll get into that. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple things to talk about. Mythic Championship, um, Hogak. You have some thoughts on Arena that you wanted to share, and I'm very curious to hear about that. Um, and and just some kind of random things. We have a few updates on on Throne of Eldraine, but uh, not not too much about that. We have a couple more weeks until those previews really kick in, but uh, we'll we'll be doing that in a, in a future episode. So, uh, what do you want to start with, Joe? Uh, I mean, let's start with the Mythic Championship and get that done because I yes. don't know what's going to go on with what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, that, that sounds like a great idea. So uh, why don't you run down what you have there in, in terms of results? All right, so um, we had a Mythic Championship in Barcelona. It was modern format, uh, and it was won by Mono Green Tron, uh, piloted by uh, Thorolf Severin. Um, this is pretty standard list, you know, uh, yeah, moder- yeah, moder- a- modern list, modern list. A standard list. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a standard modern list. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> it's a stock this, list. This one doesn't run um, Karn. Not not the new Karn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, right. Because that's what, which one is that? Amulet Titan. Oh, I mean, new Karn is kind of in in a lot of the decks, but yeah, like there are versions of Amulet Titan that run Karn. There, there are some that don't. There are versions of Tron that are trying the new Karn. That's Karn, the Great Creator. Um, Eldrazi Tron. Is the is the deck that typically runs Karn the Great Creator now because oh, it's another angle one? of attack? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, classic yes, mono that... green Tron is is still uh, still good. Obviously, good enough to win a Mythic Championship. Sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that that was. Uh, I don't know much about modern, so I didn't know that was two different decks. I'm like, oh, Eldrazi Tron. I know it because it obviously has a different name, but uh, this one is the one that runs Karn. Yeah. Yeah, Eldrazi Tron's more uh, of kind of like a mid-range deck, but it does attack from kind of uh, multiple angles. You've got the creature angle with like Matter Reshaper and Thought Not Seer and Reality Smasher, and then you've got like the Planeswalker angle with like Karn. Um, it does have Tron lands in it, and it also has like Eldrazi Temple, so it's uh, it's trying to cast Eldrazi very cheaply um, and kind of be aggressive on that front. So it's kind of uh, an amalgamation of of like big tron and just sort of an eldrazi tribal deck <laughs> and that's, that's, really that's interesting. sort of wow, yeah. i've never really looked at this deck before that's really cool yeah it huh. is a, a it's a good deck and it's hard to to face i mean coming from a, a blue white player where i'm like all right i've got path to exile 
great, I just lost to Karn and Mycocentilatus. Or, you know, I've got a counterspell and, uh, you know, you have uh, Cavern of Souls on Eldrazi, <laughs> you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or I've got my Path to Exile and you have a Reality Smasher and now I have to discard a card, you know, to deal with that. So it's, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of value in that deck. Um, tough tough opponent for blue white anyway um but anyway yeah go ahead the, the rest of the top eight was pretty diverse um yeah, as well so then- i didn't watch much of this tournament i'll be honest um but i kept hearing so many people talking on on twitter like oh hogak is still all over the place you know and apparently it is still all over the place but only one copy of Hogak. When I love the fact that the deck, now that they've banned Bridge from Below, I love mm-hmm. that like people are kind of suddenly telling Wizards, hey, you screwed up and by just calling the deck Hogak and you just see Hogak right. all over the listings. It's like, hey, remember when you didn't ban Hogak? Well, guess what? This deck is now just called Hogak, so you can live with that. Um, yeah. But for all that talk, only one deck made the top eight. Um, yeah. That's not me saying that this is fine. It's just a fact, you know? Right. Um, we had two Jund, Grixis Urza, Mono Red Phoenix, uh, rounding out the top eight. Um, oh, and a Hardened Scales mm-hmm. deck, which me and Joey both collectively, before we started recording, realized we have no idea what's going on there. Um, well, I mean, I have an idea of what's going on. I just don't know what... Like, you mentioned Evolutionary Leap, and I'm like, I haven't seen lists playing that, but I haven't looked at Hardened Scales lists very much, so maybe this is an old thing, and I, I just was kind of like, hmm, what are they using that for? Is it just to... just as like a sacrifice outlet for something like Hangerback Walker or something to get yeah, a bunch of... one of, too. So. Yeah, so maybe it was just some spice thrown in there, but I'm sure... You know, the, the people that love playing uh, Hardened Scales know exactly what it's there for. Well, if I, um, if I play against Hardened Scales, I will lick the card if they play it and let you know how spicy it is. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. I want to see you do that on um, Moto. Um. <laughs> spicy is banned in our Twitch chat, by the way. Um, so, um, the so, only yeah, word banned in our Twitch banned, chat. Speaking of banned, let's talk about this because we just brought it up, obviously. Hogak, uh, this top eight wild diverse was not indicative of the entire tournament because it's a mixed format tournament we have limited affecting things um so really looking at this top eight doesn't tell you much i think the real uh data that you want to look at is just separate out the limited portion and then look at the constructed portion and i don't have the exact numbers in front of me but hogak was something like three times as as popular as the next played deck, huh. uh, which is insane. That it is was like twenty percent of the metagame, I think. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting those numbers a little bit wrong. But either way, it was so many. There were so many uh, Hogak players in the room. It blew away pretty much any other um, mo- large modern tournament in terms of having the most played deck just being. Uh, not like not close the most played deck so uh to say that that hogak is still a thing is like a huge understatement and i think it's kind of uh some people have have said i think it was um brian gottlieb actually was saying he thinks maybe this deck is better than the original version uh banning bridge from below may have actually made it so people made like had to make their decks correctly uh and we end up with this deck that's just even more consistent 
Leyline of the Void was the most played card in the tournament. And that says a hell of a lot because there's there's two kind of things here. Everybody acknowledging Hogak is the best deck and everyone showing up with hate for it, sometimes right in the main deck, often right in the main deck. Uh, So it's not like the metagame can adjust to it. Like how much more adjusted do you want (laughs) the metagame to be when people are when the most played card in the entire room is Leyline of the Void, a card that uh, everyone playing it is hoping never to have to spend mana on. You know, it's like they're just hoping to ha- have it in their opening hand. So this format and this tournament um, with Hogak is just, uh, it's not, it's not acceptable. Uh, we're we're going to get a ban. And I think, um, I think the question becomes, and, and I think most people have come to the conclusion that what card should be banned is Hogak. Uh, but there's there's some room for discussion of Joey, maybe yeah more than I, Hogak or can Joe, I yeah, just say can I just say duh like I was saying this from the beginning this Hogak card should have been banned I don't care if it's a pretty new toy this is the card that was broken you know like this drives me nuts they're like oh well we don't want to ban Hog we'll just ban Bridge from below and I get the sentiment there. But so what? It's a rare card in a set that you put out for modern players. Modern players know that stuff gets banned. And, like, anyone playing this card knows how powerful it is. And any argument trying to convince you that it's not powerful is being made by someone who wants to play it. Yeah, I mean, I I can't disagree with any oh, of that, Oh, I mean, that, you know, really. it's, it's, not, it's perfectly fair. How many of them you run in your list? Oh, well, four, but, I mean, it's perfectly fair, and, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's not that bad. Just, like, everyone who would tell you that Teferi shouldn't be banned in standard runs a deck with four copies of Teferi. Um, you know, it's well, like... We're all, we all have our biases. I can certainly It's not a bias. That. People are playing yeah. omniscience in standard, Joey. Teferi has ruined standard. <laughs> Again, I'm not even arguing against you. I'm not disagreeing. No, I know. Um, I know you're not arguing against me. I'm just going off. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Storm count two. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me. So, as far as Hogak is concerned, um, I think it should be banned as well. Uh, But I also think that wizards did the right thing initially by starting with bridge from below because we get we get banned and restricted announcements like every uh, i guess it's it's not even two months right what was that july 8th was the last one and august 26th is the next one so it's like six weeks you know um there is an argument and i will argue that they need to do it sooner at this point i would like to see them nope you got to live with it for three weeks. You're the one who wanted them to only ban the one card. You got to live with it for three that's more fine. weeks, buddy. I can wait three weeks. I can I can deal with it for three weeks if that's if that's my punishment. But if, I do think that they they made the right call by starting with Bridge from Below. I think it was kind of like make them have it, right? If Hogak is so bad, prove it. We're going to ban Bridge from Below. Then go ahead and make a, a better deck with Hogak, and we'll revisit this at the end of August. And the players said, 
done. Did <laughs> and we that's need, where we are. But, d- Joey, did we really need two weeks and a focus group or two months and a focus group to tell us that an 8-8 trampler for um, free uh, that can be cast from your graveyard uh, does bad, okay? Like, no. Like, <laughs> really? Like, oh, are you serious? An 8-8 trampler for free that I can cast from my hand or my graveyard? That's look, look, powerful. Apparently we did. Do you know how much I pre-ordered Hogak for? A dollar ninety-nine. So apparently we did. We needed like canister to show up and go undefeated in it, with uh, with his his Bridgevine list back in July, and then Bridge from Below gets banned. And guess what? Everybody kind of started dumping their hogax. Canister goes undefeated again like a week ago. So yes, we apparently needed people to actually show us how bad hogax was so we could believe it because we didn't see it no one saw it i i saw the card i did pre-order it but i wasn't like yeah everybody get your hogax this card's broken i was like that might be to see play in dredge uh I'll, I'll buy four copies in case i need it it's only two bucks if it were five bucks i wouldn't have because i would have thought that wasn't you know a good and in, good investment but i'm saying we as players and on the whole the majority of magic players did not look at hogax and think this card is the card that is going to bust modern in half out of modern horizons. I'm not so, saying I'm not saying from day one. I'm just saying no. like once the deck was put together, you know, like no crap, that's the busted card. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, I would have banned Alter too, but it looks like Alter's not um, not a part of the equation anymore now that uh, the bridge is gone. You know what I mean? Right, so right, that was so part of the fair combo. game, yeah. leave Alter. At this point, I would say Alter doesn't need a ban, you know, because the bridge banning eliminated or at least reduced Alter's effectiveness to the point where it's not in the list anymore. Right, um, right. But Hogak should have been banned from, from, you know, from the start here. If you're talking about, well, I want to Stop this Hogak deck, huh? How do I stop Hogak the deck? Um, bridge from below? No, no. I thought. Oh, guess what, Joey? They're calling the deck Hogak. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, look. I think. I think the goal wasn't let's stop the Hogak deck. It was let's been. make the format better. Like, let's let's make. We need to make this deck less consistent. And so I think by banning Bridge from Below, that was their goal. Let's make this deck less consistent. But what happened is, you know, the deck players adjusted and the deck is arguably more consistent at its other game plan right because the bridge altar was like plan b was kind of a separate angle of attack where it's like sure you have an ensnaring bridge and no cards in hand uh, i'll just mill you out right like that if that happens now it's a lot harder for bridge fine i'm sorry for hogak <laughs> decks to deal with uh unless they have a, a way to deal with your bridge but i'm basically saying the goal may not have been let's deal with the Hogak deck. It was more like let's make the Hogak – let's weaken the Hogak deck. They want people to be able to play cool cards, and obviously they designed and printed this card. They think it's cool. They didn't think it was going to break modern, but it obviously did. Um, and Question so, yes, for you. In, in hindsight, they should have banned Hogak, but I still think this was the correct play even if it didn't turn out well. Question. Go ahead. What would happen – if in three weeks or whatever, Wizards – and I'm, I'm legit asking because I don't know um, like how it would look. How would Modern look in three weeks if Wizards went, okay, Hogak and Altar of Dementia are banned. Bridge from Below is unbanned. <laughs> it, would, it would look roughly the same as it would if 
Bridge from Below weren't unbanned, which is to say I don't think Bridge from Below is uh, is going to enable another uh, you know tier one deck anytime soon. So basically what you're saying is Hogak is the problem, and Alter uh, with Hogak and Bridge is the problem. Um, so if we, so if they, if they banned Hogak and then they just banned Alter in three weeks, they could unban Bridge, and people could have their Bridge back and play with that. I think that would be fine. That would be bad. You know what I mean? Like I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking of something that would like not feel bad. I mean, it'd be weird to unban something two weeks after you banned it. Or two months right. after you banned it. But if you realize, oh, ha, whoops, that wasn't the problem, I would say no crap. But, you know, Hogak and Alter was the problem with Bridge in the format. So let's unban Bridge. Y'all get your Bridge back, but we're taking Hogak and Alter out, and we're just not even – we're just moving on. Move on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be not a bad compromise. Um, I, I mean, I could see them doing that, but in, but I – I'm much less confident in that happening because I kind of feel like one, it would be weird. Right, Blizzards like, would never to, admit that they made a right, mistake. It would be a, a safe phase, or yeah, a safe phasing thing, a face saving thing, <laughs> uh, where they, um, you know, where they wouldn't want to just unban Bridge right away and kind of be like, "Oops, we made a mistake." I think, yeah, but even though they're see, that's the thing. They're already going to admit they made a mistake when they ban Hogak in three weeks. You yeah, know what to I mean? some degree. Like, so, so they, you're pretty much already saying we messed up. Why don't you just go all the way and go, yeah, we messed up with Hogak. Let's just get rid of Alter 2. We'll bring back Bridge. And look, mistake fixed. We got rid of the problem card. We gave you more as many toys as we possibly could and still taking this problem away. You know, because nobody wants right. to play with Alter anymore. So Alter's already essentially banned from Modern. You know what I mean? I mean, it's so, only, yeah, it's only been in the format, you know, a month and a half. But uh, so it, people really haven't had a chance to play with it outside of the Bridgevine decks. But I, I, I don't know. So I, I wouldn't see him really banning Alter either. I think if they want to say Hogak is the problem, ban Hogak and, and that's, you know, and be done with it. However, I also, well, I know I've kind of gone on about this, but I just want to clarify. I don't think they made a mistake. I think the results, like, I don't want to be results-oriented in terms of de- determining whether or not it was a mistake. Is Hogak too strong for Modern? Yes. But was it a mistake to print the card? I don't think so. I want them to take chances like this. I want them to print cards like this, and then the players get their hands on them and say, okay, this is too powerful. And they say, okay, Modern is a format where we are, like, liberal with the ban list, so we're going to ban something. And they start with Bridge to say like we want to give players more time to play with this card and maybe it won't be as powerful uh without these other cards so go ahead ban bridge and let's see what happens okay now we acknowledge that it's too too powerful let's uh, let's get rid of it so it was like yes we are aware that something could go wrong but that that's not i wouldn't call it a mistake so that's that's kind of my take on it i think it's great that they printed it i think it's great that they started with bridge and but i do believe at this point they need to ban hogak so I think it's great they printed it too. Let me be clear about that. I don't think that it's a bad thing they printed the card. Um, But my point is you can't have it both ways. You can't say minimal amount of banning and then emergency ban and also say they didn't make a mistake. You know what I mean? Like because it's either either emergency ban because they made a mistake or it's, you know, let's – let it go because they didn't make a mistake and then when they get to the point they get to ban it um 
you get well, what I'm see, saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, I can take the emergency ban out of this equation, although my my reason for that is that this new version of Hogak didn't really show up until a week before Barcelona, which was, you know, a week and a half ago. So it's not like, as you know, July 8th, bridge from below, banned. July 12th, oh, great, Hogak's ruining the format again. Like, no, it took another <laughs> two weeks or something to to actually show up. Uh, as a real deck, and I posted it in our Discord because I thought it was hilarious. I'm look like, look, Canister's undefeated in this this MTGO event, uh, and he's playing a Hogak deck, and that was news. And I don't know what date I posted that on, but I'm going to guess it was something around July 19th or 20th. And today's the 31st, <laughs> so it's it's not like this uh, has been around for a while. It's like okay, this was discovered almost like a week and a half ago, and now it's like okay, yeah, let's. This is clearly a problem. Why don't we just go ahead and and get rid of it now rather than waiting for for players to, um, you know, waiting waiting around for three weeks until the next ban is restricted announcement. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, like we can both agree that Hogak needs to be banned. Absolutely. And I would love to see it happen sooner. But at the same time, this is why they, you know, set up their schedule of banned and restricted announcements the way they do. So arguably we may need to wait another 26 days so uh i understand that the the other part of this conversation that i wanted to have uh and this may surprise you but i'm starting to come around on the idea that faithless faithless looting needs to be banned and i know yeah i know i've said that i didn't think so but i kind of now i'm not saying i do think so i'm just saying i'm starting to lean closer to that and I kind of would like to see it happen almost for the, the shakeup of the format. Um, and uh, so maybe that's maybe that's not the right reason for me. But I'm looking at faithless, faithless looting, which that's a reason it should be banned. It's hard to say faithless looting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just going to call it looting from from now on. Uh, the thing with looting is you're paying one mana to basically draw four cards in most decks that are playing it right it's it's basically a draw for right then you have flashback and then you look at a lot of the decks that are playing it and uh you know taking apart taking away the flashback part of it you pay one mana you basically draw four cards and then often these decks are built to get eight mana worth out of it you're like okay i'll discard two venge vines um next turn play two creatures get two venge vines right or I'm discarding two Arclight Phoenixes. Next turn, pay, play three spells, and and you get two free Arclight Phoenixes. So it's like, for one mana, you get the upwards of eight mana plus four cards, and it has flashback. That's a little bit much. <laughs> and preordain yeah. is banned. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, couldn't can't let somebody look at the top two cards and then draw one of them. That would be too powerful. You know, <laughs> it's right. kind of ridiculous, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Faithless looting is, is really like really, really powerful. It's not like these things are new things. This is the way it's been, but I'm sort of looking at it from that perspective. I'm starting to come around. So I hadn't really put it in those words, so to speak. Uh, and now I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, that's a little much. So, um, I would like to see, to see what the format would look like without looting, uh, I don't know if we're going to get there anytime soon, but it would be would be interesting to see. So, 
Sure. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I, I don't think faithless looting should be banned personally mm-hmm. because um, I think that it's cool that there's a card that enables a lot of different archetypes to exist. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I, it does. I, I think that it's cool in a format <laughs> like this to have a card where, like, you know, you get to put stuff in your, you know, discarding two cards is is good when it's good. You know what I mean? But, like, right. there's a lot of decks that need something like that, a card that's cheap and powerful to make the deck even viable at all. You know, and I sure. feel like taking that card out of the format, um, you know, hinders a lot of decks. Mm-hmm. A lot of decks. You know, you've got... You've got um, Phoenix, obviously your your graveyard decks, um, you know anything like that. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of Hollow different one, decks. Dredge, Hollow One, Dredge, Hogak, Phoenix. These are just like off the top of my head. The Storm, I think, can sometimes play it, but sure, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But you know, so so I think that's I think that's not good. But at the same time, you know me, I like sweeping bands um i think they're great no i think they're great because modern is like a weird format i like to see it shaken up i like to see things change i like to see people have to continue to innovate and not just getting like stuck on the same thing i hate to see a format become stale you know of course Um, yeah uh, so i would say you know if you're gonna ban something the next time around you ban hogak you ban um Band alter, like I said, I, I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with leg boats. That, that's a very obscure reference. Um, I'm sticking it's not with the first time you've made it on the podcast, either. it's not no because, <laughs> like, uh, okay, so I'm just gonna tell you real quick Homestar Runner, it's a cartoon. Um, Strong Bad comes up to this guy and he says, uh, give me an idea. Uh, I think it was Bubs. He's like, give me an idea, Bubs, and Bubs is like, uh, leg boats. <laughs> And then he's like, uh, leg boats, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, so he's like, all right, everybody take a time to really come up with a good idea. And then, like, at one point, somebody names something. He goes, I'm sticking with leg boats. <laughs> but anyway. Random. But like, yeah, that was a great show. I need to watch. Off the top of his head, but then he doubles down on it. And I appreciate that. Appreciate the conviction. So, and I, um, I see I see the, the parallel here with Alter, you know. There you go. So, so Hogak, ban Hogak, ban Alter, ban looting. Um... Ban stirrings because everyone keeps – because, you know, you ban looting. Everyone's just going to move over to complaining about stirrings. So guess what? Ban it too, you know? Ban the Tron lands. I don't care. Ban just ban one of the Tron lands. Huh? That would be so, I think it would be so interesting <laughs> to see what they do in terms of Tron lands. If they ever decided they need to ban something from Tron outside of ancient stirrings, uh, the fact that they could potentially hit one or all three Tron lands, it's like – really weird right like one effectively bans all of them because the other two become unplayable that would be really funny um but yeah i don't know uh i would see i would say they should just do one of them just just ban one of them because maybe somebody could come up with something strange like maybe the people are playing field of the dead which is a standard card but i have seen people talking about it in modern uh and that needs you know unique lands so maybe somebody wants to play the other original lands in their deck with Field I'm, of the Dead. Ugh, I'm so glad I'm not playing Standard much right now. Well, let's let's hold off on that because before <sighs> – I, I want to talk about Standard, but I want to bring up one more thing about Modern. Yes. Uh, and this has nothing to do or very little to do with, with Barcelona. But uh, but this article, I saw it last night. It was uh, It's on Face-to-Face Games. It's by Dan Fournier on uh, talking about Blue-White Control. And he, it's called It's Finally Time for Azorius Control. And uh, 
he, I believe, won a, a, an MCQ with Azorius a, a couple months ago or like a month ago. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and then he took it to Barcelona as well. And the, the thing I want to point out about this article that's interesting to me because I read it last night and I woke up kind of thinking about it. Um, he cuts Snapcaster Mage entirely, uh, which isn't that crazy because blue-white before – very recently was only playing maybe two copies of snapcaster it wasn't really uh, a four snapcaster deck um but he, he cut it entirely uh and he's also cutting cryptic command entirely and a lot of people will say something like well cryptic command is the reason to play blue white and um it's interesting because you know you're paying four mana to counter a spell and draw a card or fog and draw a card and that's good but i see his point in feeling like um uh, cryptic command has never felt to me as strong and modern as it ever did when i played it in fairies and five color control back in you know 2007 2008 um you know that was that was the time where i felt like wow this card is incredible but in modern it never really feels great it feels like when you're behind you're like you know, you're treading water. You're like, okay, I, you know, I can, I can fog them for a turn and draw a card and hope to get an answer, you know, dig for a verdict. That's useful, right? That's great, but it doesn't feel powerful. And when you're ahead, uh, everything feels great. <laughs> you're like I'm ahead, you know, I, I can play Teferi, bounce a creature, draw a card. This is great. You know, there's tons of cards that can make you feel ahead. You draw path to exile off the top when you're ahead against a creature deck and you're like, great, I'm more ahead. You know, like it's just, it's, it's not, uh, like, it's this game-changing, game-breaking card. Uh, it's certainly useful, and I don't want to say I dislike it, but I just wanted to point out the article. Check it out. Uh, I th- I really appreciate him kind of you know killing Blue White's darlings. You know the willingness to kind of take two cards that are often spoken of as the most powerful cards in Blue White, or some of the most powerful cards in Blue White, and cutting them entirely. Uh, to make room for for more spells, you know, he's I think he's got like an extra detention sphere. It's, it's only a handful of cards. It's not like he has tons of room for other things. And he just kind of upped the numbers on some other things, right? He's got like three Jace instead of two, things like that. But um, so he's not taking the deck in an entirely new direction. But uh, but I, I don't know. I liked it, and I wanted to point it out, and we'll link it in the show notes. Definitely, I like the uh, the quote at the top of the article. Oh, about uh, net decking? Net decking is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he even brought something up about that, too, uh, in the thing. Uh, I can't remember well, where it is. He basically said he's not, he's not net decking anymore or something like that. Um, I, can't, I can't find it. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. They'll read it if they want. Uh, yeah. I just appreciate that because I think a lot of players, uh, like I'm in the blue white, like Facebook group, uh, that talks about modern blue white that, uh, that Francesco Amati runs. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of people are like, what an idiot. How did this article get published? And just immediately dismissing it. I'm like, this is crazy. All right. I understand. It's kind of like a big leap to cut cryptic command from your deck, but can you at least consider it and not be like, what an idiot, you know, it's like, Give him. I, I understand. Like I get it. I'm not necessarily even advocating for cutting it. I'm just advocating that you consider people's ideas. And it's not like Dan Fournier is an idiot uh, that that doesn't know how to play magic. And you know, just just some random dude. Like he was just in Barcelona. Like he's obviously good enough to play at the Mythic Championship. So you know, maybe think about what he's got to say and consider it. You know, think for yourself rather than just being like, nope, Cryptic Command's got to be in the deck. And and that's it, no matter what anybody ever says ever. Uh, so, 
Right. That, 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 and that's the see. That's the thing that people hate about net decking. You know, the people who hate net decking, and I used to be mm. that person. I'm not anymore. You know, like I don't mind grabbing a deck off the internet. Uh, we have the internet. It's 2019. We have data. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't have time to 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 test a hundred games and brew a perfect list. Sometimes you just right. want to grab something and go. You yeah. know, and um. And that's fine. But I think that, like, the thing that the anti-net decking people, I think the thing that really drives them nuts is that when they try something and then people go, oh, why didn't you just play card X because card X is clearly better? Yeah, I get that, but I'm trying this. You know what right, I mean? exactly. Like, so we need to like, be willing to, like, to kill our darlings. Like, there was a Chapin article or it was a part of Next Level Magic, but he brought that phrase into my head. Like, I've heard it before, but he, he kind of – brought it put it into my mind in terms of magic and it's like yeah you need to be willing to sometimes make big changes to at least try them right like it it's not like you have to make this commitment permanently like try cutting cryptic command and snapcaster from the deck and play with it if you're like you know what i could really use a cryptic command put it back in your deck it's easy (laughs) it's not that big of a deal I made uh, a three card. I made a three card ball lightning in standard i was pretty pleased with myself (laughs) i saw that yeah. <laughs> posted in our Discord. So, okay, that was a screenshot of Arena. So that's a perfect segue into talking about Standard and Arena. Yeah. Go ahead. So, you you have all the things to say about this. Okay, well, anyway, um, right now, as far as Standard goes, I'm not really playing anything. I've got my eyes focused on rotation. I'm, I'm picking up cards that will be good post-rotation. Um I'm basically out on standard until mm-hmm. rotation. Um, although a lot of the decks that are being played right now in standard um, don't rotate as much as I would like. Uh, yeah. Like this Elementals deck isn't rotating very much. Nissa sure isn't rotating. Um, well, sometimes just, you know, new introductions to the format will shake it up enough, you know, getting... Hopefully. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So just because those cards are still around doesn't mean that they're as powerful as they were. So well, we'll, we'll Nissa, see what the format looks Nissa like. Nissa will be just as broken, and Teferi will be just as broken when rotation happens as they are now. Um, little Teferi, obviously. Little Teferi, exactly. Yeah. Big Teferi will rotate. I've never really, like, other than the fact that, okay, Teferi's uh, Planeswalker Ultimate wins the game. Breaking news. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you know, other than that and being, you know, it being a frustrating Ultimate if you are not smart enough to just concede when the Ultimate happens because you cannot win. Um then yeah, of course you're going to be in a bad place. I have no lands because you're still playing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hold on, what's real quick. wrong with this you? This is great. This is great because I have this memory of us playing in. Uh, I guess it's around a Lara block standard in Barnes and Nobles, and I ultimated a Johnny Vengeant, and you scooped up your lands, and I started talking about going to the next game, and you're like, "What are you talking about? I didn't scoop." I, you just ultimately did Johnny. That was it. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. All right. Well, then we're still playing. And from your mouth, you just said <laughs> that you should scoop when you have no lands. You've learned something in the last 10 years. I'm, I'm proud I have. of you. <laughs> I have. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Because, yes, I used to be that guy. But you know what? We got places to be. We're getting older. We got stuff to do. You know, playing magic is a privilege, you know? And so, like, 
And so being able to maximize your time playing Magic is a privilege. And I would much rather just scoop up my cards and go on to another game than sit there for an extra 10 minutes and waste 10 minutes of my life playing a game I cannot win. You right know, on. when the writing is on the wall, learn how to read. So, um, <laughs> so that's that. Um, but my main problem with standard right now is and get get the get the um get the sensor button ready all right, right? what if i don't want to play blue you know like what if i want to play red or red and green or green and black or red and black what if i want to play something that doesn't have blue in it in standard yeah yeah what i if, mean can I? No. You know, I don't like, know. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you can, but you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, and as, speaking as the person who doesn't have a blue card collection, you know what I mean? Like, right. um, you know, you can you can play something other than blue X in standard if you want to lose. You know, like, it's, it, it's frustrating. So I'm like, you know what? I'm done with standard for a couple months. Um, I mean, I am playing it, but I'm playing it kind of like super casually and just brewing real hard. Like right. I'm, I'm playing Skizik. Like I said, I'm playing, I'm playing build your own ball lightning. Um, well, yeah, that was that was interesting because it, Skizik is a five three. You played it alongside Marauding Raptor, which dealt it two damage. So it was, I guess it it looked like a five one. It I was mean, a it five one, but then Domri right. Anarch of Bolas gives it plus one plus zero. Oh. Right. So you had a nice build your own ball lightning with three cards very good but the deck i'm but the deck i'm actually messing with does more than i didn't realize that until it all happened i was like oh it's ball lightning it took me three cards to get there okay um but like i'm playing the marauding raptors i'm playing the uh the the what's the the charging monstrosaur mm-hmm. skizik um, Skargan Hellcat. I'm basically just playing all haste creatures. And I'm like, right. fine. You know, I'm like, fine. You're going to bounce my creature with Teferi? I was just going to have haste. It's going to get right. five damage in first. You know what right. I mean? Like, oh, you want to play a 1-1 one, one Risen Reef? Cool. My creatures all have trample. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you're not going to chump me. You're going to just take five, you know, right. is basically the deck. Um, and it's I mean, I great. like it. It's a, it's a metagame deck, right? Like, what what are you having trouble with? Well, I haven't been playing it that much, to be honest, and I'm not quite sure on the numbers. But my problem, Joey, Mm. is that I'm playing it on Arena. Um, Okay, here we go. So so, um, here's the thing, and I was looking at this the other day, and I don't know if I mentioned this when we record. I think I meant to mention this the other day. Um, I tried looking at that mastery track again Mm -hmm. on Arena, and I looked at it, Mm -hmm. and I went – this is dumb. Like, I was like, this is stupid. And, like, the more I started looking at it, the more I was like, I don't really know what's going on here. But then I figured out what's going on here. Um, I have I play this game on my phone called Marvel Puzzle Quest, right? And I'm sure you've heard of the Magic Puzzle Quest, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever actually tried it. I, I did try it a couple of years ago. Right. Um, but it's just a little game I use on my phone to kill time. Um, if I'm on the bus or if I'm at work and it's slow, I'll just sit there and mess around with it. If I wake up in the morning, you know, just sit there and, mm-hmm. and mess with it because it's just something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other day, I was messing around with it. And I accidentally clicked on this VIP join button, right? Mm-hmm. 
and I looked at it, and it said, and it was like, become a VIP, join for $10. You get a bonus token. You get 25% faster recovery time. And then it says, play 28 days to claim, and it's showing you different rewards, a rewards track, a VIP mm-hmm. rewards track that you get mm-hmm. for paying the the, the 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 $10 VIP fee. Right. And that's when I realized something, Joey. Magic Arena is just a video game. Yeah. It's not it's not magic. It's not our card game. It's not the game we play. It's right. just some video game. Like there's like this very slight possibility you can make the pro tour playing Magic Arena, but no. No, it's 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 a joke. It's a pipe dream. There's not actually a real chance to make the pro tour unless you do you know it's the same thing with winning a thousand dollars on a scratch off you know you can win a thousand dollars on a scratch off if you buy a thousand scratch offs you know what i mean like <laughs> right but then you just spent two thousand dollars because they were all two dollars each you know right um so it's like yeah okay you won a thousand bucks but what did you what did you spend to, to get, get there. there yeah you know um and then meanwhile you're sitting there you're playing best of one magic and best of one magic isn't magic you know, it's it's just a video game that you click on to kill time. Right. Um, and like, I feel like the testing, like like testing, quote unquote, that I've done on Arena hasn't helped me at all in paper. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. I've shown up at paper events after jamming a million games on Arena and just doing miserably with the same 75 that I was killing it on. Right you know, killing it with on arena. Um, because it's not magic. It's just a video game, you know? And again, you know, this kind of ties into what you were talking about with, um, like when you were like, I don't understand this double elimination thing. I don't understand why it doesn't just work like that because it's not magic, Joey, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, well you should have, you should have known that already because of Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, no, I shouldn't. (laughs) I play magic. I don't care about video games. You know, I don't care about video game tournaments. I don't care about that. I care about Magic the Gathering, you know? So, you know, apparently Magic Arena is esports. Magic Arena is video games. Right. Magic Arena isn't Magic the Gathering. And going forward, I feel like this is my mentality with this. Um, You know, um, I feel... Like, I feel a compulsion to play Arena the same way I feel a compulsion to play Marvel Puzzle Quest every day so I can mm-hmm. get my goals and, like, get my little rewards every day, mm-hmm. you know, um, to kill time. Um, and, it, and it, you know, and, like, again, it, it has the same cards and the same effects as the cards that you play in paper. Um, but I feel like that's that's how they get you you know that's the that's the hook is get your little rewards and stuff um but i don't know i just don't i i don't feel like and at first like i said like well you know obviously when we first started playing again i felt like arena was magic i felt like it was the same thing as this game with just a fancy interface um and uh you know and and just bells and whistles, you know, fancy right. interface, you know, some some animations, but you're playing Magic the Gathering. I mean, they even added a best of three, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm playing Magic the Gathering now, right? No, not really. You're. I mean, what do you just, feel like is different? I mean, uh, if okay, if I go and decide I want to play 
I want to play Magic the Gathering, best of three with sideboards in standard. Why can't what, what's wrong with doing that in arena? Do you feel like the the opponent, the quality of opponents, or the equality of the decks that that you're playing against? I don't know, man. Uh, it just doesn't translate. I don't know. It's more of a, it's more of a feel thing. It's not like okay. it's not so tangible. Um, at least what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Take the most like the, the closest to simulating a tournament of Magic as you can. I get right. that. You know, and that's kind of um, the way I look at. Like that's how I, was, I, I look at arena. Um, I'm I'm basically no longer addicted to the gold. <laughs> I again, I think I told you. I've basically said it at this point every episode. The last time I played arena, like played Magic on arena, was sometime in May. I have opened arena a couple times because I saw we had promo codes. So I'd be like, oh, I'll just do that before while I'm thinking of it. Open it, and, you know, get the the free packs or something. But haven't built a deck. Like, haven't added M20 cards to a deck. I'm too excited about Modern. That's part of it. If, if Modern were, like, terrible or if I hated Modern, uh, maybe I'd be more inclined to be playing Arena because I'd be more inclined to play Standard. But that's not the case. I'm, I've am said it already, but, you know, I, I love Modern right now, so that's all I'm really focused on. Right. Um, but if I did want to play Standard, I could see myself opening up Arena and building a deck. The thing that got me off the gold, though, was... There aren't any decks I really want to play, and that means there aren't any cards I really need, which means I don't really need wild cards, which means I don't really need gold. <laughs> you know, I'm right, just kind of like, right. there's no, I don't, there's nothing here. And of course, I could just farm it and accumulate it, and then when there is a deck, that that might be smart. But the thing is, if I'm I'm going to allocate any time to playing Magic, uh, and I'm doing it on my computer, I'm just going to open uh, MTGO. So, and um. That's my next question is, I mean, if you were inclined to play standard, are you more likely to just play it on Moto now? Moto or in paper? Right. Well, so like, here's the yeah, thing. Paper, so like if, if I want to build a deck tomorrow, right, mm-hmm. um, and let's say it's like, you know, it requires like two play sets of like bulk rares, mm-hmm. right? Um, how much does that deck cost me in paper or, re- or 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 moto, right? I mean, if you're just got like, if they're just bulk rares, it's going to cost you less than fifteen bucks. <laughs> you know, it's going to cost you probably less than five bucks. Just two yeah. places, just eight bulk rares. Yeah, well, I guess you I know? was counting. However, you know, you're buying a bunch of uncommons and lands too. You, you know, you said the. Deck. I'm just talking about. <laughs> I need to add these eight cards to make oh, cool. my deck. Got it. To yep. change my deck to be the current deck. Sure. So you got to spend about five bucks with shipping, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like fifty cents a card. It's times eight. Plus a dollar shipping if you're going through um, through uh, Cool Stuff Inc. Ninety nine cents shipping on singles is good stuff. Um, and then five percent off with Yo Five. There you go. See, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Giving the sponsor some love mid show. Uh, I'm like I'm like Chris Jericho at Omaha Steaks. Um, but um, like, so you want to build that deck? It's five bucks or like you know <laughs> five cents on a re- on a, on on Magic Online, right? right? Now I have, let's say I have three rare wild cards in my arena collection. How much does adding eight bulk rares cost? Yeah, that's that's gross, man. That's so, just gross. You're turning so my not stomach. Only, but I'm saying not only <laughs> what no, but, uh, <laughs> I said you're turning my stomach. <laughs> yeah, really though. But like, not only do you like so you have a couple options, right? You can spend a ton of money to get a bunch of packs, get a bunch of crap you don't need that you can't sell. Um, you know, to make this deck, or 
You can do the other thing where you can, you know, grind the game for hours and hours playing a suboptimal list against other players also playing suboptimal lists. And if you're playing a suboptimal list, chances are like me, you're stuck at gold four, you know, and you can't you can't get out of gold four. So guess what? The players you're playing are gold four level players. You know, you're not mm-hmm. playing against mythic level players. Like when mm-hmm. you get up to mythic, sure, okay. Then you can make the argument that you're playing against like some like real tough competition. But I know I'm not tough competition. I'm right. playing some bullcrap like Skizik haste deck you know what i mean like right <laughs> i'm not real cards you know so i doubt you're real <laughs> cards because we're all sitting here jamming not real. i was playing um cavalcade of calamities or whatever the hell that card's called you <laughs> know it. like yep yeah i was trying that because i realized that every activation of that also triggers your um chandra's uh not chandra's phoenix that's a different <clears throat> card spitfire spitfire chandra spitfire um and i was like oh i'm messing around with that and then I also ran Judith in the deck, which shuts off Cavalcade. Anyway, um, <laughs> kind of not very uh, not very smart combo there. Yeah, uh, no, it's but called I a was mambo. just testing. I was literally <laughs> testing stuff, you know. So I put a bunch of stuff together to test it, and um, you know, uh, I'm playing crap. You know what I mean? So yeah. So, you what, know, so I, what you're saying is, when you're on Arena, you you it's harder to get the cards. Uh, even if they're crappy cards, and so right. I guess that just goes back to my my question, and I, you sort of answered it. But like, you're just if you want to test standard, if you want to play it, you're gonna, you know, go right to cardhoarder.com and buy your deck for fifteen cents or whatever, and uh, <laughs> and then play on Moto. Is that right? right. I mean, if you exactly. can't play in paper, right? Exactly. While so you're waiting for your cards other. to deliver from Cool Stuff, right? right? right. <laughs> you built your deck on Deck Builder, and That's you're right. all set. That's right. All right, there we go. Yeah, got getting them all, all the sponsors in. out. Got them all <laughs> Little in. yellow, different. Yes. Um. <laughs> Contractor, no, I will not bow to any sponsor. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, I guess did you have more to to say on that topic? I don't know. Um, not really. I mean, like, so that's the that's just kind of just where I've come. I've come to this realization and I'm not saying I'm not going to play arena, Mm -hmm. but I'm really approaching it a lot differently. And I kind of feel like I'm approaching magic a lot differently right now. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. I think it kind of goes back to our original catchphrase. Stop bitching, start brewing. You know, like you feel a certain way about a certain format. You feel a certain way about a certain program. There are other formats. There are other programs. You can, you can, play magic a lot of different ways. Right. So like if you're not, if you're feeling like you're hitting a wall in one way of playing, play a different way. Right. You know, like, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't play at all for a little while there. I went to go see some concerts. We just saw queen with Adam Lambert. Oh, beautiful show. Um, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders came out for fat bottom girls. Like it was a crazy show, man. It was <laughs> awesome. It was so cool, you know? Um, but, like and then I've but now I've been starting to feel like okay I want to start working my way back into playing some magic again. Right. Um and I've been determined there's no fringe division this week because I've just been determined to figure out what's going on with me with arena. Which okay. is why I've just been slamming back into arena. Mm-hmm. Um just to see what's going on and where my head is at with with this with this program. And that's what I've come to. And like I said it took just a mistaken click on um 
on that puzzle quest. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on Puzzle Quest, and I'm like VIP, and like when I, th- like when I saw this VIP thing on Puzzle Quest two years ago, because I've been playing it for like two years. When I saw it the first time, I was like, "Well, I'm not a sucker. I'm not going to pay ten bucks a month to play a free game." You know right. what I mean? Like, is where my brain is. Is literally what I said to myself the first time. I was like, "I'm no sucker. I don't pay for free stuff." Right. You know, and. It's the same way I feel about these rewards. Like, you want to pay us money to get some free rewards? We'll give you some judge foils if you pay us every year. That's a whole other discussion. I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> but um, Me neither. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll save that one for the judges. Save that one for – does JudgeCast still exist? If I don't it does, know. Well, we'll save it for JudgeCast or something similar where there are actual judges – who actually know what they're talking about. Right. But they have changed the judge program. You can look that up. They've introduced this Judge Academy thing. Yeah. Just letting y'all know that exists. You can uh, go on Twitter.com for the drama. But um <laughs> that's always that's just there's some that's, right, you know, perpetual uh, drama. Do you love drama? Sign up for Twitter.com today. So um, uh, in terms of like, you know, from my perspective, like I said, I've it's not that I've thought I don't want to play standard. It's just I want to play modern. So I've been playing modern and I'm not really thinking that much about standard. When I look at the decks that are being played, I'm not that interested in playing them. So I'm just going to I'm not trying to disparage standard. Um, I'm more saying I'm more inclined to play modern, but there will be a time and I'm sure it'll be in about, what, two months from now uh, (laughs) that I will be very inclined and interested in seeing what's going on in standard or, or playing standard because throne of Eldraine is coming, you know, at the end of September and we have rotation and I'll be very interested at that point that at that point, if I haven't logged into arena or played any standard at that point, I think I will kind of start thinking about what is going to make the most sense for me. Uh, but definitely I will say that if I'm playing arena, I'm playing, it as close to like real like paper magic as possible. I'm ignoring the mastery tree. I'm, you know, I don't want to build, like you said, I would play these weird suboptimal, suboptimal decks. I think I'm overplaying the, the game of, uh, of, you know, let's play these, these crappy cards so that we can get the gold so that we can, like, I don't want to do that. Like if I want to play, I want to play a deck that I want to play. And, that's kind of how I'll do it. So I'm actually, I could totally see myself just going and buying into standard on, uh, on MTGO if that's how I'm feeling at the time. So uh, I guess we'll see once we get there in a couple months, uh, speaking of throne of Eldraine, I'm, we're not going to go deep into it because we really don't have that much more information. It does seem like, um, fairies aren't exactly the theme of the set but fairy tales meets camelot is the description that we've gotten we've gotten some cool art uh looks like there's a bunch of yeah a bunch of cool um variant art that we're getting in terms of uh like special promos that are borderless planeswalkers and extended art and oh what's going on uh, with that one card frame yeah there's a card frame that has like a book looking kind of uh text box and that apparently is a associated with a mechanic coming but we don't know what the mechanic is so i guess we'll mike find out the mechanics what's that I said mike and the mechanics that's what it was uh yeah so the yes yeah, so we don't really know too much more um i hope there are fairies in the set considering the the way that the news broke and the way that they announced their little uh you know their little invitation card that they they showed 
at the well, – actually, I don't even remember what event. Oh, it was San Diego Comic-Con. Like what event was it? Gen Con is this weekend. Uh, so yeah, it was San Diego Comic-Con and it had like all the little fairies on it. And uh, so I, I don't know what to expect out of it. I'm really excited for the theme. It looks like um, Will and Rowan Kenrith, who are planeswalkers from Battlebond, I believe, uh, this is their home plane. So they are likely to show up in the set. We've already seen Rowan featured in the artwork. And someone said, like, that's like Little Red Riding Hood, uh, which is an interesting take. Or maybe her and uh, Will, her brother, are the kids from um, Jack and Jill or something. But they're... Rowan and Will instead. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess hmm. we're going to find out. But it is interesting, and I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, right. If you haven't seen that, just Google Throne of Eldraine, and you'll you'll find all the info. Um, right now, some of some of these um, some of these like Vorthosi things are all just word of mouth, you know. And mm-hmm. as far as previews go for uh, for Throne of Eldraine, you know, the best is yet to come. Right. You know? we, we have um, what is it? Uh, cool. <laughs> I forgot the name. I want to say Cthulhu, but it's like Tulane or something. That's what it is. <laughs> like there, one card that's being uh, printed in Throne of Eldraine, also featured in the Battle Bond decks that are coming out. Uh, so we do know one card. I don't have it in front of me. Um, it doesn't look like it's powerful enough for standard, but it is an interesting card from what I remember. It's a it's like a Bant card, Bant color card, I think. Um, and it's a legendary creature, and I'm not going to go on about it because I don't have it in front of me, and I'm not going to waste your time speculating. Um, is there anything? Uh, I have it here. You have it. You want to read it? Okay, good. It's a Chulane Teller of Tales. Okay. Uh, it's two green, white, blue legendary creature, human druid, uh, as vigilance, two four. It's a mythic rare. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Um, and then three and tap, return target creature you control to its owner's hand. So thank God this isn't in Risen Reef's colors, because God, that would be so <laughs> Um <laughs> That is that does sound ridiculously busted. <laughs> That's insane. So yeah, I mean maybe um, it will see play in standard. I don't know, but it's it is five mana, and you get it's the effect is every creature you you cast after it. Now it's cast, right? It's not like it doesn't have to resolve. Cast, right? So you cast your creature, and uh, and you get a growth spiral, right? Like draw a card, put a land into play. Right. Right. Yeah, and then you can also just bounce your own creatures if you feel so inclined. I like how, like, if somehow you're playing this in modern and someone has Chalice on X, you can still cast your creature spell. It just gets countered, but you still get a growth spiral out of it, um, you know, if your creature would get countered by the Chalice. Uh, random thought, because I'm thinking about cast triggers, and I'm thinking about modern a lot, so whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling hopeful about standard post-rotation, I'll be honest with you, just because, you know, we've got anything. Risen Reef yeah. uh, up ahead of us. we got Chulane here over our shoulder. You know, I mean, as far as modern goes, you know, with this whole band list announcement, nobody's perfect. You know, right. everybody gets a second chance. So Hogak was just, was too legit to quit. So we're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the month. But I think that wraps us up for this week. Besides our shout out on Interplanar Beacon. Did you have anything else you want to add before we do that? Yeah, I was going to also say uh, The Living Years and All I Need is a Miracle because those are also Mike and the Mechanics song titles. Um <laughs> I see. I worked in over my shoulder. I worked in everybody gets a second chance. I worked in nobody's perfect. I worked in word of mouth. I worked in the best is yet to come. I worked in five Mike and the Mechanics song titles in that last little segment. And I so, just um, I just went with MC Hammer. So it was good. 
I mean, <laughs> MC Banhammer, right? MC Banhammer. Mythic Championship, Bannings, you know, it all makes sense. We have to explain our puns on this show. We do. Um, we, we're, gonna, we're going to do a whole sub show where we explain all of the puns we've ever made. There was this show in the 90s called Yo MTV Raps, by the way, and that's why we're called Yo MTG Taps. Yeah. Just letting y'all know. Uh, so <laughs> did you actually have anything else to add before our shout out? No. <laughs> okay. So our interplanar beacon shout out to another podcast this week is the Tapped Out Podcast. This is uh, – they've been around for a while now. Uh, I don't – not a long while. They're, they're relatively new. I think they may have about 15 episodes, um, maybe a little more. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't counted. Um, but it's John Rossum. Uh, Pete Ingram and Dylan Donegan, who are all mainstays of the SCG tour. So if you're interested at all in uh, in following kind of like their exploits on the tour with Standard and Modern, this is a great podcast to check out. They jump between both formats uh, because those are the formats they play most often on uh, on the SCG tour. There's Legacy as well, so I'm sure there's some Legacy talk in there occasionally, but mostly Standard and Modern. So uh, shout out to uh, okay, Pete good. and John and Dylan. I was going to say, does he call himself John Awesome? But of course, I looked at his Twitter handle, and it's Awesome Rossum. So yep. yeah, good, good for him. <laughs> uh, I listened to the um, to the standard episode, the standard mm-hmm. primer for SCG Worcester, mm-hmm. um, and I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was, uh, that, so they're on like twenty eight episodes because that was okay. episode twenty six. Okay, right on, right on. For um, some reason, it seems newer than than I realized. But you know, I'm old. That happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, I just listened to uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket for the first time last night. So um, that's pretty weird, right? That is. Um, I, I don't – I mean I'm sure I know some of the songs off of that. That's the Blink-182 album, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I had never listened to it before. It I don't know that I have either. So. Uh, it's a good album. It's pretty good. Uh, I've just been – I don't know. I've just been checking out weird stuff. Right so on. I roll. But uh, but, but I know what, the reason why I mentioned that is because um, I hit play and I thought I was playing the Tapped Out podcast, but it started playing the start of a Blink-182 song. And I was like, I feel like I just heard this song. And I'm like, so they're using it for the intro to their thing. And then I looked down. I was like, oh, it's just playing Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> they play the podcast. Because it went on. It went on for about 30 seconds and 45 seconds. I'm like, this is too long of an intro. They need to shorten their intro up. And I'm like, oh, I'm just playing a song. <laughs> but... uh but no, I mean it's good stuff, and like this is actually part of what made me realize, like listening to them, made me realize that they're just like, oh yeah, you play blue, or you or you play blue, or you play blue. And I'm like, come on, come on, <laughs> like I don't know, I feel like standards in a really weird, bad place. Like everything, like the that stupid scape shift deck, all it is is like giant X spell creatures. And then you play lands and get a bunch of creatures. It's dumb. Why? Why? Well, Scapeship rotates, right? So we should be all right. It does. Thank yeah. God. I'm Yeah, thank God. That's the card that makes me go, you know, I'm just going to wait. Well, uh, on that note, let's shout out our patron patrons on Patreon. I always fumble that. Uh, we do have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, check it out. Patreon.com slash YMTGT. Or is it slash YOMTG tabs? You know what? I don't even know. It's linked in the show notes. It's uh, patreon.com slash YOMTG tabs. Okay, got it. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Cool Stuff Inc., cardhoarder.com, and Deck Builder, which is a really cool deck building app on the iPhone. We've got the links in the show notes on our website all over the place. You can find us on Twitter and, and all the normal places, again, at YOMTG tabs. And, uh, and you can find fax. it in the show notes. Yeah. You can, if, if you can find Joe's fax number, definitely send him a fax. I don't think that's yeah. in the show notes. Um, but yeah, Good until luck. next time, 
I mean, we're not recording next week, right? So until two weeks from now, we're Yo MTG Hogax. <laughs> Make them Hogaxing. <laughs>